everyone, and welcome to the Life Redesigned Podcast, where we talk about how you grow through what you go through. Life will always bring you challenges, and I am determined to not allow your past to set your future, but rather your life this far to shape who you are as a strong, confident woman. Allow yourself and your life to be redesigned and be all that you've always dreamed of. You deserve it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Life Redesigned, where we grow through what we go through. Super excited today to talk to one of my great friends, Elise, and for her to share her story with you today. Welcome, Elise. How's it going? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I've, of course, been listening to your podcast for several weeks now, and I'm, I'm thrilled and honored to be a guest. So thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad that we finally got a chance to meet. So those of you that are entrepreneurs and you work in all sorts of different time zones, don't forget to schedule the time zone that you're in because that was me and Elise's conversations. And now here we are. We finally made it. You just got to keep trying. You just got to get it. Yes. Yes. We'll get it. We'll get it. (laughs) I know. I know. So I'd love for you to be able to just share a little bit about you and who you are, maybe a little bit of your story and share with our listeners, um, maybe just like a, a snippet there. And then we'll get into some nitty gritty after that. Absolutely. Um, Elise Smith, I am the owner of a company named Socially Awesome. Um, Fun fact, it's spelled A-U-S-O-M-E. It's a little um, play on my family being an autism family. We have a child on the spectrum and that's, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a metropolitan city to raise a (laughs) child. So um, we did do a little play on that when naming the business, but um, I have been, I'm a mompreneur of three children and I was in social media marketing for the corporate world for a quick service franchise for a little over five years. Um, Always kind of had a creative brain and, and loved doing all things marketing, all things graphic design. Um, but I, I quickly realized that being in the corporate world, it was very hard to schedule, um, my fa- I ended up having to schedule my family around my job and mm-hmm. I, I decided to quit that. I, I didn't want to do that anymore, especially, like I said, having a special needs child, that is a whole different level of parenting. That's a lot of requirements as far as like therapies and things that we don't have with our other two children. So I needed to have an opportunity for myself and for my family to be able to work around them and not place them around work. So I um, quickly realized becoming an entrepreneur was going to be the only way to do that and um, had knew the skills that I had and I, I turned it into a business here. I left corporate in June of 2022. So it's been a very short amount of time, but um, I have surrounded myself with other female entrepreneurs like Amy and um, have just leaned upon them for the support that I've needed to, mm-hmm. to grow this. And, and I, my husband as well, who's been a big support too. So um, I do all things social media marketing and graphic design. Awesome. Yeah. I don't even know how I was just thinking about this the other day because I was trying to schedule something with my best friend and she's like, gosh, our schedules are so opposite. And I'm like, if, if I don't have the kids, I just think like, I can't even get like my own appointments done when I don't have my kids. You know right. what I mean? Like I was like, mom, right. come over so I can like go do these appointments and then like come back. Like I literally don't know how people 
that, that work a job can get appointments in when you have kids. Like I, I can't even do my own, let alone my children no, and then no. all the other things that they're involved in, you know, I don't the even know. Is, I couldn't do it. The world is not made for the working mother. Doctors are Doctors so are on Sunday, you know, um, yeah. heck our pharmacy closes at five 30. I couldn't even get from work to town to get my child's medication. before they close. Yeah. So, isn't that insane? The world is just not made for the working mother and, or father. I mean, the working yeah. pick. Yeah. And, um, and especially in a case where my husband used to be gone six months a year or a single mother, there's no help unless you have family. Yeah. And I, and I don't know that I would be where I'm at today if I didn't have parents that were very involved and, mm -hmm. and it was that were very involved because I do lean on them a lot, yeah. a lot, even having a job or having a business that I can carve around my family, there is still challenges there. Yeah. Um, so I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. So you have a child that's on the spectrum. I'm going to take a wild guess and assume that wasn't necessarily the plan of your life nope. that you had in mind when you were younger of like, and now this is how my life is going to go. It's going to go like this. I know that you faced, you know, kind of some other challenges along the way, but you know, one thing that I love to share, um, with our listeners, like when I do interviews, it's just stories of, you know, a lot of times as women, we, we grow up like thinking that fairy tale, you know, of this is, this is how things are going to go. And I think what sometimes is really missing somehow in the world, or even from parenting is like, don't forget that it's, yeah, it's not going to go that way. It's actually not going to go that way at all. So be right. ready to change, be ready to pivot, be ready to figure things out on a whim. You know, that's something my son and I were just talking about. So I'd love for you to share kind of like that journey and what that pivotal journey looked like for you and how you had to adjust. I've pivoted so many times. I think I've done <laughs> three, three, <laughs> but, um, I mean, my life start, my life with my husband started completely different where it is right now. And that's something we actually talked about this morning. I talked about with my therapist um, and I'm very open about therapy. I, I think everyone needs people to talk yes. to. Um, I absolutely, she and I have a great relationship, but um, I, you know, I started this marriage. My husband was in the oil field. He would be gone six months a year. So my, mm -hmm. my idea was I was going to be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. I quickly learned, and I was younger. I was um, 19 when we met 20, when uh, we got married 21, when we bought a house, you know, everything kind of moved very quickly. Yeah. Um, so we've been together a long time and you know, the oil was very up and down, up and down, up and down. So there were points where things were great. Oil was good. Um, we were bringing in all the money and I was staying at home and I was doing all the things that we dreamed of. And then very wow. shortly after that, a recession happened, mm -hmm. uh, oil tanked, my husband lost his job. Um, so I had to go to back to work. So I had to pivot there, um, and, and come out of that stay at home mom mode. I went to work. Um, we, at that time, we're trying to have a baby. And everyone thinks I'm just going to get married and have a baby and it's going to be great. And yeah. uh, five and a half years later and $30,000, we still hadn't had a baby. So um, kind of pivot there um, a little bit as far as um, knowing that my life wasn't going to be a fairy tale. I was struggling with um, depression and other things that came along with the infertility, knowing that I couldn't do the one thing God created females to do. Yeah. Um, 
why and, and blaming myself and having all that internal struggle. And at the time I wasn't mature enough to go out and seek help or lean on other people or ask someone to pick me up. So I went through a very dark period there. Um, finally had the miracle baby, Caden, and, um, had, you know, went through some postpartum there. I had gained a hundred pounds. I was just overweight and I had always been heavier. Um, but now I, I had this picture perfect baby that I dreamed of and spent a ton of money on. And I <laughs> didn't even want to take a picture on him, with him because I was very uncomfortable in my own skin. So I went through another pivot of losing a hundred pounds. Um, just this crazy weight loss journey. And I don't think people talk enough about strengthening your mindset through all of these pivots, because wow. I thought if I was just skinny, I would be happy. And I got skinny, like so yeah. skinny. I had vertigo so bad and um, still wasn't happy with myself. You know, so all of these pivots we've yeah. had, yeah. Um, we've been through, my husband's been now out of the oil field, but we went through two job lot, two complete layoffs that lasted six to eight months where you have no income coming in. We went through the infertility. We went through, um, you know, just all of these things. And then, you know, a few short years later, we learned that Caden had autism. And so then now we're kind of learning how to, um, how to pivot there and, and realize that, you know, my picture perfect fairy tale family that was going to spend nights at the ball field was, <laughs> doesn't look that way because it's overstimulating for him. Mm-hmm. So we've had to kind of learn and adjust and grow and like I said, this was a conversation my husband and I had an hour ago that mm-hmm. this wasn't what we pictured, but yeah. we have to continue to um, grow through it, just like you say, and yeah. um, find our new normal because as soon as we figure it out, it's going to change again. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, you know, so much of what we talk about here too is when women share their story, it's like, it really is pivoting all the time, but it, it's, it's redesigning, right? It's like, we have right. this sign for our life. That's, this is how it's going to be laid out. And I've got the outline and now I just have to live the outline and it's all going to come true. And then it's okay. I've got to redesign here. I've got to redesign here. And I think somehow, you know, our, well, lots of ways, but our society makes that scary. Like it makes it. So it's like, well, if it's not this way, redesigning is really hard and redesigning is really scary and pivoting is, is, you know, it's not the norm of what you should have to do. And it almost makes us feel that guilt and shame and all of those things. And I always, you know, I always like to ask this question because people ask me all the time. Like they just ask, how do you get through what you go through? And, uh, I, I don't know, like sometimes I think it can be, that can be a tough question because when you're in it, you just know, well, I, I just, ha- I just have to, right. And sometimes we right. don't think about how we do it, but I'm curious to know how through all that change and all that redesigning, how, how'd you do it? What, what did you, what were some things that you held like in your pocket really close to you, you know, of, of doing all of that and making those changes and redesigning? A lot of it is the relationship with my husband and, yeah. you know, every time something changes, um, and and this is again, another conversation we recently had, but every time something would change for one of us, it changes for both of us. And so, I mean, I'm very grateful to have that relationship where even if, you know, it sucks today or it sucks for six 
weeks, you know, knowing that I'm not doing it alone. Um, so if you don't have that support system, find that support system, even if it's an old friend you have to reconnect with, if it's a coach, if it's a therapist, again, I, I wish I would have been in therapy years ago, especially when going through infertility treatment, because um, I, I could, I can't even describe how alone I felt during that. Um, and that was a lot of it was the season of life, right? I, I was struggling yeah. with, um, you know, why I couldn't do what, what all other women could do, why um, I, you know, really struggled with um, being alone uh, with my husband and um, just him not being available or not being there. He was yeah. gone and just just reach out. You've got to have someone to talk to, even if it's someone just to have a conversation with. Yeah, that's got to be something. Make a priority, um, and then you know, um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the only way I got through it because I couldn't have gotten through it alone. There's just yeah. no way. Yeah. And you feel you. I think when you feel alone, you make things. You can't see the future. You make things worse in your head than they might 100%. actually be. Yeah. Um, you make it so there's like this someone, jungle around you. Yeah. And, you and you've got to have someone to just bounce ideas off of or talk it, talk mm -hmm. it out. Um, I did try journaling for a while and um, I think that helps a lot of people. Um, and it probably would have helped me, but I, <laughs> I'm a, I call myself a squirrelpreneur. I'm, I've got the ADHD bad, so I wasn't <laughs> consistent with it. I, I should be, but I think journaling could be a really good tool for people to use as well. Um, I would talk out loud to myself. Um, I was alone a lot of times, like physically alone. So I would mm -hmm. also talk out loud to myself and talk myself through things, um, mm -hmm. when I didn't have anyone there to talk to. Yeah. So consider that as well. Yeah. And I think community can be scary sometimes, you know, because I think, like you said, we, we have, we can create these thoughts in our head that are like, I know, but nobody wants to hear about this or like nobody, no, everyone's too busy or, and it just, it just keeps compounding. And really the, the realistic version of that is we're not alone. Somehow we just can't figure that out when we feel alone though, right? It's like somebody else is going through this or they have, they have been, or they have a way to relate to you in a way that makes you not feel alone, you know? So I 100%, I mean, we were created, we were created to be in community. It's like one of God's many things that he wants us to do is not be alone and be in community. So I 100% agree with that. Yeah. So since we, I, would have, I wish I would have found um, like I said, when I started this entrepreneurship journey, I started surrounding myself with other female entrepreneurs, right? Because people that were already in my circle weren't understanding why I would leave my job. Why would you leave a good company? Why would, yeah. so I surrounded myself with like-minded people that were going through exactly what I was going through. And that's something different that I've done this time that I didn't do prior. I could have went and found I, and, and I think back and I'm pretty sure my fertility doctor even gave me a list of like support groups and, mm -hmm. and I like just, I don't know if I felt embarrassed or ashamed and I didn't want to be transparent about it. Yeah. Um, but I wish that's something I would have done then. Um, and I've gotten better about it. I've, I, um, you know, I do several, um, autism events, like sensory friendly style events here locally, because that allows me to surround myself with other, yeah. Uh, yeah. other parents and advocate for the parents that 
maybe aren't as strong as I am. Um, but that is something to find people that are going through exactly what you're going through, because then you don't feel that shame. You don't feel, and with social media, I'll bring it back to social. It's easier than ever to find people that are going through exactly what you're going through. Um, you dig a little bit through some of the, you know, with it being online, you never know how real people are but <laughs> dig a little you will find there yeah. are a lot of resources on social media to get support from so true listen I found a hedgehog group when I bought my son a hedgehog and then I was like I don't even know what I'm doing and I found a sand crab group on Facebook when I decided that was a great idea and bought my son like these sand crabs and then I was like yeah I don't know what I'm doing and they keep dying so there is a group for everything <laughs> I swear it. I that it. is hilarious. I have not gone that far to search, but I keep feeling like, my- I wonder. And then I was like, I'll be darned. Here they are. And I mean, there's some serious people in hedgehog and sand crabs group. Telling I you keep what. killing all of our yeah. fruit trees. I bet there's a fruit tree. Oh, fruit. oh yeah. Oh yeah. I bet you there is too. You should find one. <laughs> so funny. So, uh, since you and I have met, like one thing I love about you is just like, your grit and grind. And I feel like it's so relatable to me because it's just like anything that comes your way. Like to me, if I, you know, a word I would use to describe you, like would be perseverance because of what I know about you. And even in the short time that I've known you, like, I just love, I love the energy about you. And I love that, that like grit, grind, grace feeling that, you know, that you, that you give within your business and just as a human, um, what do you think it is between, you know, what, what do you think it, the difference is between you like persevering through all of that, pivoting through all of that, learning, growing, still taking chances. You're still taking risks right now. You're still investing in yourself versus someone that is like, I can't do this. You know, maybe they, they don't pivot. They stay where they are. Like, what is the difference between you and somebody who doesn't get, get through that? Do you think it was based on that community or do you think there's something else as like, I always kept this in my pocket and like, I referred back to this and like, that was, that was my go-to. I didn't give myself a, a second option. Um, and I think that's a lot of times people are like, I need a backup plan. And yeah. I'm not saying that having a backup plan is terrible. We all should be prepared and, and all of those things. But when you have a backup plan, you're less likely to put both feet in. Mm. You're less likely to go full force. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wrote a resignation letter to my job. And I mean, of course, old school thinking, my parents thought I was totally irresponsible for doing this, but I wrote a resignation letter before I knew what I was going to do because, um, I just knew it wasn't working for me anymore. Yeah. No shame to the company, no shame to the people that I worked with, but that style of life wasn't working for me and it wasn't working for my children. So mm-hmm. I did not give myself a backup plan. Yeah. My backup plan was I'm going to make it work. Yeah. Um, and so in the past, I had all of these side hustles or hobbies or whatever you want to call them, but I never would give them a hundred percent because they weren't my primary focus. Right. And, um, I think that has been the biggest difference for me this time that I didn't give a backup plan. There is the backup plan is it's going to work. And if it doesn't work, which it's going to work, but then I would pivot and I would figure it out somehow, yeah. some way, but not allowing myself an easy option out because that's yeah. what I've done in the past. I've 
I've never gone full force or put two feet in because I had a way out. And when it would get hard, I would just say, I'm, I'm, I would have some sort of excuse. Yeah. And right now when it gets hard, it's like, oh crap. Now what? Um, So then I just have to figure it out. Yeah. Right. And so I think that has been the biggest, that is what's kept me. I've always been a persistent person, almost to a point where I'm nagging, (laughs) but I've always been persistent, but that has been, that's what's driven my consistency this time is that I have to be, I have to be, there is no other option. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is something that, um, you've got to be as a business owner, um, willing to take a risk. Um, whether that be putting money up, outsourcing something, um, getting coaching, you know, a lot of people are scared to spend money and, um, I, I, this time I had to do it. I had to make, I had to invest in coaching and I had to invest in equipment. I can't run a good business on an old laptop. That's janky. You know, I had to make some of these risks and I I couldn't give myself a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah. And I also thought I was going to say, I hear two things in your response is one risks. I think any successful entrepreneur has taken that risks risk of like, here I go and I'm jumping in and I'm just going to make this work. I think any successful entrepreneur could have that story. And I think that's so important to understand is, you know, with, without risk, there's very little reward, right? So risk equals reward. And I, another thing that I hear in your response to is just is intuition. It's like you followed that woman instinct and that woman intuition in you that was like, no matter what, like my intuition is saying, this is not healthy. This is not good. I've, I know, I don't know where I'm going to go over here, but I know it's, I'm not going to be over there. Right. And I think as, as women, sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to just, no matter what, stay unhealthy, no matter, you know, just stay where you are, like it's safe, whatever it might be. And I think such a calling for not even slowing down, but just even listening. Our intuition is so strong as a woman, our intuition is so trustworthy and we often forget that. I a hundred percent agree. And I think that's, you, you nailed it, safety and comfort and mm-hmm. getting out of that zone. Um, I already have gotten out of that zone a thousand times. All of the pivoting I've done, I've yeah. just never done it. I've never done it believing in myself. I've always done it because of, you know, someone else. I wanted a family. So I, I was willing to put all of, all of me into, you know, the fertility treatment. I wanted obviously God get, chose me to be an autism mom. So there was no option. There was a backup plan. So anything I've persevered through, it's been because there was no option. And I finally had to give myself the same treatment and believe in myself, get out of my safety, my comfort zone and, and make the change. Yeah. So you've talked a lot about, you know, your family togetherness and you and your husband working together as a team, which I totally love. I'm curious to know if you guys have like a family mantra of some sort. Because I feel like you guys would be the family that does. I'm just like. We need one. We need one. Um, no, we don't. And we need one. We, we actually talked this morning about um, my husband is 
huge on procedures. Can you tell he came from the oil field, right? All these safety <laughs> procedures. So our family is going to start having, I, he might write a whole handbook. I don't even know. But um, we talked this morning about, you know, we need to have Sunday night meetings. And I know that sounds corny, but for us to make sure that everyone Ha knows what's going on for the week everyone knows where to be for the week everyone you know I know who, who's cooking if I'm cooking or he's cooking or that way I know it seems like why would you have to schedule your family but if Not we do all. that it's going to it. prevent it'll prevent um it'll prevent some of those negative you know as a family of five we often get in arguments and all that stuff happens it's real life yeah. Um, but if we, everyone knows their job and knows what's happening, then we can prevent and make our family experience better, our home yeah. life better by you knowing what's your job and just like a chore chart for your children. Absolutely. My husband and I be out the chores. So um, we don't have a mantra, but we need one. And I've heard you talk about, you have a mantra and you and your son have a mantra. So we are supposed to go to lunch continue. today and we might we might come up with a mantra during lunch today <laughs> mantra the mantra will be posted and when we post this podcast it's gonna be oh she you, is you guys are gonna have a good one you, you guys are gonna have a good one <laughs> we're gonna have to pick a, my husband's is gonna be something like if you ain't first you last i don't know but we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to pick something good uh yeah we need a good one uh, so I, I think it's good to do meetings like that. I do that with my son, you know, because I only have my kids half the time and my kids are very different. Like one is really extroverted and the other is just sensitive to change, sensitive to certain things that the other is not vice versa. Um, and I agree with you. I think it just helps that when things come up, right. Or when things maybe look a little bit different, I think it also teaches them, this is what we had planned. And now this is what happened and we have to pivot, but these are still going to be the things that we get. Right. Done. It just gives you a and head putting start. It, we want to put it in visual format too. Absolutely. And I love that. We have, a, we have shared calendars on our phone, which most of America does at this point, you know, and the whole world, not just America, but everyone's got the iPhone calendar or Google calendar or whatever. But my kids can't see that. Mm -hmm. And so if they can physically see, because they get my children get off the bus at 2.30, that's still wow. the middle of the work day. Yeah. It's the middle of the work day, right? So like my children can see on a calendar, um, you know, mommy's still working for another hour, then my kids can give me grace. I can yeah. give the, I, they know the expectations. And I think children need to know the expectations. And as adults, we need to know the expectations. Mm -hmm. And that's something we have not done. Um, and we've, we've realized that's kind of caused some, you know, issues with like the children don't understand the work boundaries. We both work, my yeah. husband and I both work home. Mm -hmm. um, and so not only for them, but for us, he yeah. can see that I have an event happening tonight and that if he can see that, then he knows, okay, the children have to get a bath. So I'm doing bath tonight because she is an event or vice versa. And so, um, that's something that we're, we are prioritizing to get done, you know, this week yeah. it's, um, it's our priority this week. And I think that will help even more having that visual. It integrates your kids into yeah. being a hard worker and being an entrepreneur and giving them the chance to know, hey, family is where we all input to the end result. It's not right. just mom and, you know, it's 
everybody has a role and whatever that looks like for each family is different, but everyone has a role and everyone has things to input into the core values of the family, work boundaries, getting things done, getting the chores done. It gives them responsibility. It shows them how to work hard and then it integrates how to balance, right? Like a work life type of balance. So I think that's right. great. I think that's super so what is the biggest thing that you are, what's the thing that you're most proud of in your journey of this crazy thing that we call life? Mm. It's hard to choose just one, isn't it? Should we make it a list? Is. It is. Um, mm. I don't know. Oh, man. So the whole journey, the journey as a whole, um, this is going to sound crazy, but maturity. Mm-hmm. I have matured as a, I've, I've learned um, empathy. I've learned patience. I've learned, um, you know, to, I, I, I'm a very headstrong person. I usually would react quickly. So I've learned to, to stay still and stay quiet for at least seven seconds. <laughs> to think, <laughs> that to can think, be a long time. That can be a long time. To, right. But, um, you know, there are always things that come up and I, instead of letting them, you know, push me down or instead of reacting a way that I would be, you know, coming out of character, I have learned maturity and some of that comes with age, but a lot of it has come with experience. Um, the ex- not just experience in my job, but ex- the experiences that the life I've gone through. Um, I have empathy for you know, the mom who is struggling with, you know, just as a example, but, you know, I used to get a lot of comments in the store when Caden was first diagnosed or before we had him in intensive therapy about, you know, that child's just bad or, Mm -hmm. and probably eight years ago, I was probably thinking the same thing. Like, can they get that kid under control, please? Um, And that was just because our firstborn is, he was a great. He was quiet. He, you know, he was well-behaved. He didn't have this, those things. And so now I have that empathy for that mom and I'm able to try to think about like, what are they going, you know, like put myself in other people's shoes. I think that's something that has to be learned. Not everyone heard with that. Um, And I'm not going to say I'm the best at it, but I've learned to recognize when I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. God has has a a funny way of humbling us, doesn't he? Mm. Usually for, for me, it's like, a two by four hitting me over the head with a two. By yeah. four. Oh, okay. I'm listening now. Thanks for that. Yeah. Right. That's cool. That's powerful. That, that's really learning how to be humble through our experiences and growing through that is, is crazy yeah. powerful. So love that. Well, thanks for sharing your story today. You are a rock star, as you know, and I know, and we're going to post all the ways that you guys can get in contact with Elise and take it from me. She is amazing. If you need anybody to help you out with your social media, with strategy, with anything, reels, Insta, all the things, she's your girl. So we're going to post all the ways that you can get in touch with her and also join us in Life Redesigned, the group. Uh, She just did a little mini boot camp with some social media stuff in there with some links on how you can get her boot camp. And I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your future. I'm excited that we're connected. You're a wonderful human. And I can't wait to see where this goes for you.
Yes, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, it's been, it was fun to be in the group and then of course on the podcast. So I'm honored. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next time. And don't forget to grow through what you go through. Talk to you later. Until next time, be reminded that your past does not have to define your future and that you always have a choice to live a life redesigned. See you soon.